Welcome to another episode of Multiverse Musings, the vidcast, and Batman Superman, the Honor Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam, aka the Bruce Wayne of the Network, and with me is my co-host, Stephen, the Alfred Pennyworth of the Network. Stephen? Master Bruce. It's uh, good to be back. We're talking uh, some comics uh, today. Uh, as you may have uh, seen if you've been or heard, if you've been following along, We've done a countdown to the Batman 89 comic and a countdown to the Superman 78 comic by comparing and contrasting both Batman 89 with Batman Returns and Superman 78 with Superman 2. And we, we did a checklist for, or, you know, like a, a point system for both uh, sets of films. It was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. Right, yeah. And we yeah. determined definitively, well, at least in our own minds, yeah. uh, which... Uh, is each of the you know which of each franchise which of the two is the better film, and we did we did that uh, as as the title suggests in preparation for the comic books set in those two worlds, and they've come out uh, both Batman eighty nine number one and Superman seventy eight number one, and so today is the day that we get to review the f- the first issues of those two comics. Um, uh, before we get into that, Stephen, there is a brief. Uh, a brief bit of news on the comic book side. Uh, okay. Um, I'll start by saying that well, two things. Um, the Superman uh, Son of Kal number one that came out last month uh, sold out within a week. Oh, wow. And, and that's the John, John Kent led one, right? Yes, written yeah. by Tom Taylor. Um, um yeah, it sold out within a week. And in terms of Superman comic books, I think that's the first time I've been able to say a Superman comic book sold out and went back for a second printing, probably since Action wow. Comics 1000. So is, this is the this is the, the physical yeah the physical edition, yeah. not the digital. That's, well, you can't sell out with digital, can you? Well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Sorry, we have no more digital copies left. <laughs> Do you- <laughs> do you think um, people are kind of really buying into this John Kent Superman? Then it's kind of like somewhat fresh, and they kind of saying, "Oh." Well, I think I think part of it is a number one. I mean, that always yeah, does of work. course, yeah, yeah. But but I think the pedigree of the writer behind it, which is Tom Taylor, who's written, you know, Injustice Gods Among Us, mm-hmm. deceased. So he's got a great track record. Uh, in terms Did of- he write the Future State Superman one when he was on Warworld? He did not. That, that was one. Philip Kennedy that... Johnson. Oh, right, okay. Who's, oh, who's the writer on action? Ah, okay. Comics. And now, is, is action any good? Is that doing... Oh, it's, I, I don't know if it's sold out on the level of, of hmm. the Superman book, but it is, uh, from from a quality standpoint, uh, it's amazing. And I think... He's a good writer, that guy. He, he like... really is. He's really got a good handle on Clark. Uh, but I, I think... Um, in my, I want to say, 19 years being back steadily into comics, this is the best period uh, for Superman. In terms That's of good, yeah. both the main books being top Yeah, books. like the consistency. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was nice to see a Superman book, you know, sell out and go back to for yeah, it's second good, good to hear, yeah. And uh, hopefully issue two, which just came out this past week, 
will do the same. If if Nightwing is any indication, which Tom Taylor is also writing, then uh, I think sales will be will be good. Mm. Well, it sounds like he's in good hands. So it, it definitely is, definitely is. Yeah. And the other bit of news um, is, I know people that that follow me on Twitter will know that I have I've taken a bit of a break from the 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 Batman solo title. Uh, because I wasn't liking uh, the direction it, it was going. Uh, and that writer that is currently on it is leaving. Uh, his last issue um, is in November. Uh, and in December, we will have a new writer uh, taking over the reins of Batman. Um, and that is that has been announced. It's uh, Joshua Williamson, who... For those who don't know, wrote the Flash book for about a good five years, and I think he started during the New 52 run of the Flash. And in the five years that he or so that he wrote Flash, mm. it was literally the one of the better titles that DC was publishing in terms of quality. Uh, and then since that, he's moved on to uh, the Infinite Frontier, the, the you know the miniseries that's going on right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's writing that. He's writing the Robin title currently, uh, the Damian Wayne title, and uh, he's going to be also writing uh, Deathstroke Incorporated. I think it's called uh, when that kicks off. He's taking over the Batman book with issue one eighteen or one seventeen. I think one of the whichever I, I can't remember. I think it's 118. Uh, the reason this is of note is because I actually like him as a writer. So I'm, I'm, I'm I was, I was teetering on, on going back to the Batman book in in December, and then I saw the first preview image of the art uh, for. Is this uh, the for, one that was released the other night? Yeah, yeah, look good with it. With with the yellow oval coming back, yeah, and the writer yeah. has confirmed that it's not just for the cover. <laughs> the yellow is coming back, and I know it's a small thing. To some, it seems insignificant, but because we're talking about 1989 Batman, and yeah. that was the yellow, you know. You're talking to a guy who in the LS is on the back of the cape. I get excited. Yeah, so. So I know I, you're talking I, about. Throw the yellow. So they brought in a writer that I like. They're bringing back the yellow. Oval. I'm back on Batman. I'm like, see, I'm back. Maybe this is where I should announce. I'm also on Team Yellow Oval. I, if I created a bat suit, I would have the yellow oval. Yeah, oh, yeah. Day long. So, yeah, it's my hope one day that you know, if we do ever get back like back properly, that we get a flashback and he's got a yellow oval on his. I'd love uh, to see him with the yellow. Have yeah. you have you seen the custom someone made with the yellow oval on, on his yeah, suit? Looks pretty damn good, yeah, yeah, I'm like, that looks so good. I'm like, son of a. <laughs> I, I don't mind the you know the. Oh the no, black, yeah. But. The but we, but my my thing has been there. we've had so much of all black now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to the point of in the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, you can barely see the battle. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's but there. I <laughs> I I think as well what what Frank Miller did so well for that for the Yellow Oval was he explained it in a way like look it's a target on my chest so that people aim for it rather than shooting on my face and I thought that is such a good like thing because you've you you always do think if someone literally shot Batman in the mouth he'd be screwed right yeah and it's it's good that they kind of did. That he kind of put that explanation in. So now for me, anytime anyone argues, I'm like, well, 
Yeah, uh, and, and, and the other point is I think Kevin Smith added to it that in the chest area is where he's got the most Kevlar. So Yeah, which makes sense, they, yeah. If yeah. they shoot there, go for it. Yeah, I, I I do like the idea that he kind of starts off just with a black bat, you know, like year one, and then he goes to yeah. the yellow oval. Right. And when he's yeah. older, he goes like back to his roots, and I think that was kind of cool. Yeah, when he gets fed up with the world, uh, you yeah. know, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, definitely, um, that art was really cool, man. Yeah, it's uh, I, and listen, I'm all for if he does a five year or so run like he did with the Flash. Uh, Yes, please. Uh, I think that'll be... The, I'm expecting good things uh, from him. Uh, and I can't wait till December till that, uh, till that gets going. Uh, but that's a, a while still, so uh, I, when uh, we have news on that, because they're, they're going to reveal more details about you know what's happening in his run as it gets closer, so uh, we'll keep an ear to the ground and, and, and bring that information to you on the network. But with that out of the way, it's time to review uh, these books to take us back into uh, two classic iterations of Batman and Superman that are beloved. And so uh, uh, let's get right into those uh, worlds. Shall we start with how they came out uh, at uh, comic book stores? So Batman first, and then and then Superman. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna suggest that in there because the way we did the countdown was that way too. Yeah, and yeah. I thought you know makes makes yeah. more sense to. Perfect. Awesome. That, so, and we're going to do ratings out of five, I believe. Yeah, yeah, five yeah. for story, five gonna... for art. Yeah, there we go. Great minds, Adam. Great minds. <laughs> Superman gift. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the interesting thing for me, it starts off on the right foot, the Batman comic for me, because right away, and you'll appreciate this too. In fact, I know you do. The fact that <laughs> The date of the comic is October 31st. Yeah. yeah. And Batman, Batman and Halloween got together. Yeah. Right yeah. I mean, Batman and Halloween and Batman and Christmas, it's like, yeah. yeah. All right, it's all true. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, in fact, I think that's what I'm going to do now. Every Halloween, I'm going to watch Batman 89. And then Christmas Eve, I'm going to watch uh, Batman well, Return. Oh, you can watch Batman Forever because that's. Yeah, I can watch both. I can do I, I Halloween, could, yeah. a double bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, so we start on um, ha- um, Halloween. Apparently, things are so bad in Gotham that <laughs> Halloween has been deemed not for children anymore. And yeah. children aren't, aren't supposed to be on the streets, but there are some. In that Gotham, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't leave my kids out in the street. Um, I don't think you'd like one on the street in the Gothams in Forever and Batman and Robin as well, but that that Gotham, jeez. Oh, that Gotham. <laughs> With those ones, depending in the daytime, you, you can go outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, what? So we we get a report on, on you, sort of the status quo, and then it transitions to a very posh restaurant, and we see uh, Harvey Dent. Mm. Uh, as in the uh, Billy D. Williams version. Uh, at first, he's dating a woman who we're not sure. Uh, initially, yeah, we don't know who. Yeah. Then it is revealed that it is Barbara Gordon. I was shocked by that. Yeah, the, the daughter of Commissioner James Gordon. No, no longer the niece of Alfred Pennyworth, thank <laughs> God. Well, uh, 
how old do you think she's supposed to be? She's definitely a woman, isn't she? She's not a, a yeah, 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 or anything. yeah. So there was got to be her. Did you think Billy? D- and this is not Billy D. Williams because it's not actually him. But did you think Harvey Dent was like a prick in this book? I was like, not in a bad way. Like I thought he was so unlikable. I was like, what is your problem, dude? <laughs> in terms of what his stance on, he just seemed so cocky and arrogant, and like. You know, I mean, obviously, it's the version but they're doing. Harvey does have some of that in there. He does. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I just really didn't like I was like, whoa, what, Dick? <laughs> yeah, the Billy D. Williams that we saw in, in Batman 89 wasn't, wasn't there yet, and I don't think the character was fully formed enough no, to show no. that. He got glimpses of him. I, I think maybe when you saw him in, the, in, in Bruce Wayne's party, you could tell he were a bit full of himself. Yeah, and when he talked to, to Knox, and he's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghosts and goblins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we learned that it's Barbara and that he is he is there with. Can we and just talk about the art a second? Yeah, yeah. it was like oh, oh. oh the artist <laughs> is, is oh. top tier. Um, and so we get a, a proposal. Uh, uh, Bruce, uh, oh, Bruce Harvey pr- proposes to. Uh, to Barbara, to Bruce. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure some fan fiction oh, yeah. is. Out there. That's a good turn. <laughs> There's fan fiction out there, I'm sure. Uh, there's shippers. Uh, yeah, probably. Bruce, oh, what then. would it be? Bruvy. Bruvy, yeah. <laughs> Bruvy. <laughs> uh, uh, or two bats. <laughs> <laughs> good girl, baby. Um, <laughs> But no, um, so she says yes, uh, but the proposal's interrupted by two things. Batman swooping across the, <laughs> the window to get to the top. And I love how you just see the cape. Yeah. Like, or from Barbara's point of view, like the way you're looking at it, it's and, and then you see just a... Yeah, a yeah, it was... And then the explosion on the street, you know, and the chaos on the street, which that chaos in the street, the explosion... You know, cars and helicopters being, being you know, lifted up and upended on, yeah, on like, yeah. you know, construction equipment, all that chaos, and then with guys on the street dressed up as Batman and a Joker gang, all of that was very reminiscent. Like it, it reminded me of the third act in Batman '89 in terms of all yeah. the chaos and yeah, all that was going on. So my mind went as well. Um, but I like that you had those guys in the street. Some dresses Batman, some dresses the Joker. Because to the point of yes, it's Halloween, but I think it goes beyond that because one of the guys that was interviewed on the news that was dressed as Batman was like, "Well, we dress like this all the time because you know the police are so inept that somebody." Reminded me of that, the Dark Knight. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, the Joker guys reminded me of Dark Knight Returns and the and, uh, Batman Beyond, sorry, with the Jokers. That's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I hope, they're call, I hope that's a gang that that's what they're called. Yeah, me too. I think that'd be cool. I mean, I, that's one of the things I like, really liked in um, in um, in Batman Beyond. I like yeah. the Jokers. I thought it was because obviously the Jokers gone at that point, and I like that the kind yeah. of like his influences remained. Right. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, and and that's what I liked about this is that Batman and the Joker, even after just 
you know, the one encounter mm. had such an influence on the people of Gotham City that it would cause this rift of, you know, there are people that support Batman and there are people yeah. that, are, that are pro-Joker. Um, so it made a lot of sense. Although, who would be pro-Joker? Well, it's crazy. <laughs> but, you know. New kid in town. Well, he's, like, he's, a, he's a Prince fan, so. And also, seeing those, those you know, two sides doing battle, it reminded me of the Bat Dance video from the Prince, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wasn't one of the... Um... One of the guys interviewed that uh, looked like Prince, didn't he? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the one that looked like Prince. But what I liked about this book, Stephen, and I want to get your thoughts on it, I think it did a good job of of bringing us up to speed about what's happened since Batman Returns, since the end of Batman yeah, Returns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, I think it really fleshed out characters like Harvey Dent and Jim Gordon, because we get a bit yeah, more of their backstory. Yeah. Like, and an interesting dynamic, because they don't get on, <laughs> which I was yeah. surprised about. Because obviously, we're used, to, we're used to Gordon and Harvey being friends, basically, and then, you know, S hits the fan when he becomes Two-Face. So well, that was a bit of a... It's interesting, because, you know, they did get along in, in somewhat in 89, and then maybe it was the emergence of Batman and all that's happened, in Harvey's point of view, mm. because of Batman. That's caused the rift, right? Yeah, yeah. And the fact that Jim Gordon is okay with Batman running around, that's what bothers Harvey. Yeah, 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 definitely. So I think it was, um, I put a tweet out when I was reading it. I think I got to page four or something, and there was all this Batman goodness, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it just, but just before we get into like the action and the look yeah, of the, yeah, Batman, yeah. the they, they, what I liked about the Harvey situation is they gave a little bit of motivation and you said that at the beginning he starts off as a, as a little bit of a prick but deep down when you see some of his backstory when he goes back to that mechanic yeah, shop yeah. and he talks to the guy from his youth who gave him, who gave him the, the double sided coin and sort of inspired him to be like bigger and more important, mm. and, and make something of his life. He basically says, "It's like, you know, the, the fancy suit, the fancy car. It's all a costume I wear." Yeah, give, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like to give a positive example for the people in my neighborhood in Burnside. Yeah. Like a positive role model that isn't an athlete or a celebrity or, or something like that. To say you can make it too, and I and I because what they've done is, you know, they, they they've taken the, the 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 fact that in this continuity, Harvey is a person of color, and mm. adapted the story to make it more meaningful to make the change. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because if you do, if you just do, like, the 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 swap and then don't address it it's kind of just like well yeah what's the point like what you know like yeah. for example we, you know if they if and I, I still don't think they are but let's say they did that with mm. if they did that with Clark Kent right yeah let's, yeah let's say. you can't 
Clark Kent growing up in rural America, Kansas, mm. as both an alien and a person of color, you have to adjust the story to reflect that change because... Yeah, because it changes everything, doesn't it, basically? Rural middle America <laughs> is not as accepting as they should be of people of color. Yeah. In some yeah. cases. So you can't just play it off of, hey, it's normal. It's a normal yeah, yeah, Kent story. Yeah. He just so happy. Like, you have to alter the story and address it to make it meaningful. Yeah. And they've done that here with the Harvey Dent situation. And I really like just those little couple of, uh, of mentions in the dialogue. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. This, you know, I, I dig where they're going. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and they've also kind of, you see bits of his anger, like his, you know. Yeah, yeah. When when uh, Barbara's purse gets robbed, and he's a, he basically threatens the guy. Well, like, okay, yeah. heads, uh, heads, I shoot and kill you. Tails, you know. You, you, you. Yeah, yeah. And it was all just a scare tactic, according to him. Yeah, but well, you he, don't really see what he's done. That that's what we yeah, think. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I like that they showed the little hint of of you know the anger issues and the duality. Of Harvey Dent here, you start to yeah, see. Yeah, it. it was it was really good, really well done. Yeah. And then with Gordon, I like that he had a more active role in it, like yeah, <laughs> talking with Batman, like yeah, because he was on the, he was on his earpiece too. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to thanks for saving the day, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're actually partners and confidants in this. Which yeah. I like. It's not just the police are useless. Oh, it's all right, Batman's here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right. I can go back to my pajamas, you know, like, uh, <laughs> um, and he talks about how his, his partnership is strained, or sorry, his, his relationship with, with, uh, Barbara is strained, like, they don't really yeah, talk much, yeah. and, uh, and that's kind of interesting, um, and then the other cool thing that I liked about this issue, in terms of the character development is, Bruce, Wayne, mm. and sort of when, because Harvey goes to see him and says, I need your help. Yeah, it's kind of like... We're trying to push through yeah. a, no, a you know, voter no confidence for Jim Gordon so that we can tackle the Batman problem. Not, you know, Harvey doesn't know that he's talking to Batman. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yes, I think. But also, like, what, it, what I think it highlights is Bruce's like overall respect and friendship with Jim Gordon because he said, I'm sorry, I can't, I'll never yeah, turn on, yeah. on Jim Gordon. And, and he says something about when his parents died, he was the first yeah. cop on the scene, doesn't he? So. Because Alfred is like, you know, some of the things that Harvey says, he has a point. He's like, yeah, but I can't turn my back on Jim because he was a, he was the first cop on the scene. Yeah. And, then I, and he's like, I'm well aware, you know, so. I, I like that they brought that aspect in because it lines no, up. it was good, yeah. A lot of the interpretations that we've seen, you know, Batman Begins was the situation. You, you know, you saw what Gordon mm. did for Bruce. Yeah. And in Gotham, you know, Gordon was the first cop on. Was the cop investigator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of lines it up with with because in '89 they never really say who the cop was. It was just, no, no, yeah. Hey, they're yeah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So I, I like that little addition. Uh, I thought it was, it was No, good. I agree, yeah. I thought it was really good, yeah. And then... So I want to I wanna single out the art, but I want to talk about the introduction of the boy that would be that will be eventually Robin. Um, Batman encounters this young young man uh, stealing from a, a food vendor mm. uh, or a grocery uh, uh, store uh, owner, and he steals some food and, and some diapers. And so Batman, you know, yeah, go and, you know sort of confronts him at his apartment. Is like. You know where's the money? And he's like, no, I didn't steal money. I just I just took food and and thing and diapers for my little sister. Uh, and he's like, where's your mother? And then he was supposed to say something, and then Batman hears a voice from outside. He thinks it's the mother, mm. but it's actually somebody dressed up in a hood. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Attacks Batman, like throws him off guard, gives the guy some money, and then takes off, basically telling. Batman, this is this isn't your house, this isn't your neighborhood. You know, stay out of of, of people's business. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, this kid's gonna become Robin, and literally he plays like a Robin Hood character. You know. Yeah, yeah. Giving the money to somebody. No, no, that that sounds like something Burton would have done to me. Yeah. As well, you know, very on there. I mean, I know he was gonna have him as like a mechanic or something, wasn't he? But yeah, he likes his duality and stuff and like his uh, references. Now, question to you is we did see a mechanic, a young, you know, kid with the mechanic when when uh, Dent went to visit, remember? Yeah, could it be the same kid? He might be onto some of that, mate. Yeah, that'd work out, right. See, and I get the feeling this Robin's not going to be from the circus or anything. No, I yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be. But I don't mind it because it's, it's its own like interpretation yeah. of events, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, it's very on brand, I think, for what Burton would have done. Yeah, well, Sam Ham's involved in it, so yeah. you're, you're going to get some and of that. And just like with Barbara Gordon, the storyline with Barbara Gordon, if, if, if Burton had done Barbara, I could yeah. see like and this. should have been older than you expected. He kind of used to do that's kind of the stuff yeah. he'd do, wasn't he? Yeah, no, it makes sense to me. Yeah, a lot of it, um, hell of a first issue, man. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Let's talk more about the art. I like, oh, I love the combination. Let's just talk oh. about the Batman stuff when he's on, like, on the roof oh. and stuff. And, yeah, and that's the just, and, I mean, that's oh. top tier Batman content. Like, he's so good, man. Do you know what I actually want to... Because I've got the Batman... I assume you've got all the, the comic book adaptations. It'd be nice to sit and read them. Yeah, I want to read back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Because like, the, the cover art on those as well. Like, the, the cover of the Batman 89 um, adaptation is one of my favourite covers oh, ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that Jerry Ordway? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And then this kind of feels like he's keeping the spirit of that on the film. So it's kind of... I just think it's great. Honestly, I would just... oh. Yeah, so the Batman perched on the building was great. And it was clever as well because it was like... like Al, I think Alfred, because he's got the most... He actually looks the most like the actor, but they put a stash in him. 
Because yeah. the other ones you can tell they've done slight little changes because they can't they don't, they don't have to pay them. Gordon, I think it looks better. They've made him more Yeah, yeah. More like Gordon of the comics. But Dent looks a lot like Billy D, but probably not enough that he could sue, you know, like <laughs> But also I think Billy D's like, Yeah, go ahead, use my like Yeah, yeah, probably, he, yeah. He's probably so happy to get, you know, a second chance kinda yeah. as that he's like, Yeah, use my likeness, I don't care. <laughs> Whereas, no, honestly, whereas so Warner Bros. was like, wait a minute, we're already paying Keaton to come back as Batman. You want to pay him more? No, no, just change him. <laughs> yeah, change him, yeah. But he's, he still looks enough like Keaton that you think it's Keaton. Yeah, it's not and right there was the one shot where he's, where he comes like to meet Dent, you know, and he comes down to the kitchen and he's in the role. I'm like, that's the same role back to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, dance with, the bad dance with Mickey Vale. Yeah. So I see what you're doing there, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, and and when he's in costume, like that's the burden Batman. But I love the fact that they've done a hybrid of the '89 and Return suit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like the best, the best of both, of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I, I'm still torn on which emblem I prefer because I like. I know it had the extra thing. I kind of like that though about it, but. Yeah. Then, but then I'm like, well, they did change it for sequel, didn't? They? Uh, but I do know that I've seen we are going to see the old symbol in this. They're going to kind of explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he lost it or something. Or... They're going to pull an Nolan and explain it. Yeah, which I'm, I'm cool with. But yeah, honestly, man, I just I, got, I, I can't say this. I can't say anything but good things about this. Um, oh this yeah, the art, I mean, like I said, to me. Yes, there's certain characters or slight differences, but. But he's seen like the guy looked like Prince. It wasn't yeah. Prince, but he yeah. looked like Prince. Yeah. But it just like like I said, when you see him as Batman and you see, you know, the streets of Gotham, you're taken right back into that world. And yeah. It just, Definitely. Yeah. I don't know about you, but it felt like being back to me. If it's like comfort food, it feels like being back home. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. I mean, the thing for me and you was so, so I I said like in my if I did a top ten comic movies of all time. I kind of won't want to include Batman 89 and Superman because they're kind of on their own. Yeah. They're kind of on their own tier on their own, you know, like they, they can't be touched. And just to be back, like, to, on the Batman, to be back in that world because, like, Batman 89 is still my favorite Batman film. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that'll ever change. I think it just is going to be that way forever. It's just, there's just something I love about it. And more Batman than Returns for me. I mean, I love Returns as well, but Batman, the first one. It's- I yeah, think Gotham, it's the whole thing. This feels Gotham, more like the look of Gotham, the feel of Gotham. Yeah, it's just got something on it, and and I think this felt more like the '89 Gotham. In the uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But like you said, Returns, you can kind of just go, well, it's like another street. And plus, yeah. if you think about how '89 ends, you could say, well, they were fixing the street and they were doing all the other things on this other one. Yeah. If you kind of want to. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and now it's been rethinking so they're going but it, like I said I think the 89 Gotham just felt bigger absolutely yeah right and as you, since we pointed out Jerry Ordway I went with the variant cover I don't know if you guys can see oh, this oh nice did you not get the other one then as well no I just got the variant here, just the variant the, yeah, the yeah. it's very nice that yeah uh, with with the, the figure of Two Face looming in the background, I just I just had to go with that. Um, I, I wonder if that would have been the graphic novel cover that, or if they'll just go with the regular. That's a hard. 
Because the graphic novel covers the whole story, doesn't it? And that looks like right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you could use this as yeah, as the. I know sometimes they do a different hard cover than a soft cover, don't they? Covers, yeah. they'll do something like that. So maybe the soft cover will have the the regular, yeah, the regular yeah. cover, and the hard cover will have this cover to match with the yeah, the yeah. art of the '89 prequel or sorry, the '89 adaptation. So, uh, um, yeah, no, it's I think it's a great book. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we? Um, there was the bat signal moment, but I'm trying to remember what happened in that moment. Oh yeah, just... when Harvey and they knew, didn't it? It was them, not. Yeah, and then stupid, he, is it? <laughs> he's on the phone with Gordon, and he's like, "Yeah, it's yeah. A setup." And he's like, "Yeah, I know Harvey was like that, but I, you know, the Bullock is a busy." Oh yeah, and I was glad to see Bullock as well because I think he's a character we need to start. He needs to start being in stuff for me more. Like, like, Don't you think though that the guy Eckhart was basically Bullock? Before Bullock yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but he was kind of. But Bullock doesn't. Bullock isn't a villain, but Bullock is kind of yeah. does kind of toe the line, and then I think yeah, Down is a good guy. He's a bit of a prick. Yeah, I actually really like the Earth One version of Bullock a lot because he was kind of like he was a prick, but he couldn't help but be a good. Which cop. one? Which one? Uh, Earth One. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that was that that would be if I was going to do a film, I think that's the Bullock I'd use because he's kind of almost like pretending to be something he's not and i kind of like that because it's like but the also the gotham the gotham bullock was great oh fantastic. like the, Go the gotham bullock was pulled right out of the com uh, out of the out yeah of the, and he he told that line as well yeah. where he went you know but but yeah no what a great book man i'm just like i it's funny because i know some people were kind of disappointed and i kind of read it and i know everyone's got their own opinions and i just was like i don't get how you could not and yeah. then you said so much of it didn't you about how the one some people said they want enough Batman. I thought there was plenty of Batman. So. Yeah, I think, look, I, I think people just had an expectation that this was going to be an all-out Batman punching people kind of deal. But in, uh, the issue one is supposed to set the table, re-familiarize you with the world that, that you're inhabiting. Yeah. And then entice you with something to keep you coming back. And that, Robin, think... that ending with yeah. the, the Wookiee yeah. Robin does that. For me, at least. But you know, like, because I think this was very much, it was very much Harvey's um, issue. Yeah. But I'm like, if you watch the Burton Batman films, they are about the villains kind of take center stage, not yeah. because Batman's not interesting, but because Batman's story is pretty simplistic and we know it. Yeah. The villains kind of, they have to explain the villains where yeah. you don't have to explain Batman. And I kind of yeah. feel like that's where the book is following on that path. And for me, yeah. that's that's yeah. that's the Burton world. So, oh, I, yeah. I love that. I thought it was great. Yeah. So, story. I'm going to say four and a half. Oh, yeah, I'm going five, mate. <laughs> I, 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 I know what you mean because we're not, we haven't got the, I think when the whole thing is done. When it was over, I'm like, I want more. Like, like I need yeah. to, <laughs> no, it. But for me, that's why it was a five because it was like, what I got was so good and I wanted more. Yeah. And I think like you can't really get any better than that, can you? So... Probably not. I, I, I think maybe they could have. Um, I would have liked to see some more. Because the gang war, like it seemed like they played it off like this wasn't just like a Halloween protest. Yeah. Like this is a war that's been going on for at least a few weeks. So I would have liked to see that emphasized a bit more, maybe in a couple of Yeah, pages. that's fair enough, yeah. I, right? I wonder if the will doing like um 
flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think... Part of me almost wonders if they're going to be the cause of him getting the scarring and not necessarily yeah, the mob. I was kind of thinking that when I was reading it. Um, or the Jokers will set him up and then Batman won't be able to save him in time. And then yeah. that's... Do you know what I will say? And it's not, it's not a negative on the issue because it's, this is the issue. But I think when the whole thing comes out, I think it's going to read better as one big story. Oh, absolutely. But, but I think that's the case for most comic book stories. I mean, I will say like um, the Grant Morrison Action Comics number one, that was a single... That's one of the best single issues of a comic I've ever read. Sure. And I kind of, you want the rest of the story, but it works without the rest of the story, where I think some issues like this one yeah. still probably work better with the whole. The whole oh, absolutely. Story, so. I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then art, then what are you going for art? Art's a five. You're, yeah, no, absolutely. I think five as well. I yeah. mean, all you got to do is look at that Bamboo. When I saw that Bamboo Bear again, oh. there she is. It's, that's the best part. The thing is, it's just again, so and, and you know, you get these nostalgic people have a go for nostalgia, but for me, like the reasons those things are so iconic is not because we saw them as a kid and we, you know, we're remembering back, it's because we loved them so much. This is what I don't get about the nostalgia argument because the th- you don't just like someone because it came out. There's loads of things came, you watched as a kid that you want to like to work a bit, there'll be loads of stuff, won't there? Yeah. You'll think, oh, that were a piece of crap. That doesn't mean years later when the remake like, here's. Here's an example of nostalgia sort of playing a role. Yeah. The, 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 the He-Man live-action movie. Yeah. I know, not it's not the, I know it's yeah. not a great movie. Yeah. You know it's not a great movie. But we love it anyway. Why? Because yeah. that's it. Come on. And, and I think I love that film because that does take back to feelings I had then. But the difference, and while this does that, I loved those things then and still love yeah. them now. That's the difference, the difference is I can look at Batman 89 and say, this is a good movie. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, that you know, that's a quality Batmobile and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think people need to stop with this nostalgia thing because it's come up because of the Spider Man thing. Oh, and it's God, like, please, which yeah. is ridiculous. But I'm like, no, no, no. People are excited about like people are excited about Andrew Garfield. And I think people need to remember those films weren't that well received. They were kind of a mixed bag. No, you know, but he was, yeah, there. but he was great as the character. Yeah, he was great. But what what I'm saying is like. It's not just, I, I I think the the first two Tom McGuire films are better than both the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I love the Amazing Spider-Man one. I think he's a great yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. But but I don't. I still like Andrew better than Toby, and I saw Toby first. So overall, and I love Toby overall, as well. Yeah. I, overall, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it just it annoys me, man. This nostalgia thing. Why? Since when is nostalgia bad anyway? Yeah. Why? why <laughs> it something everybody... makes you feel. Yeah. So, like, in 20 years' time, when these people are nostalgic over, like, you know, the Marvel films or the, you know, Man of Steel or whatever. Well, Batman Begins, a perfect example. Can, can we know. turn around to them and go, well, you want to like that because of nostalgia? And it's like, yeah. well, somebody goes to me, you like, because I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with nostalgia? Like, what's your point? What's your point? <laughs> yeah, I don't really get it. I don't really get it. But it's, it, to me, it's like, I just, yeah, when I saw that Batman, I was like, oh, my God. It just, look, look how beautiful oh, it looks. And just the, the oh the suit man because I, I I'm kind of over like I you know I'm a bit over armored bat suits but I'll accept that one because that's like it looks awesome and especially drawn like when Jerry Ordway drew it as well before oh man <laughs> that suit looks so good drawn no absolutely oh, it's and amazing. I think you know again the 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 nature of the suit depends on the adaptation they're telling yeah absolutely yeah like if you're going full comic booky. Like later on in the films, like like Zack mm. Snyder did, 
Yeah, yeah. And it makes sense to put him in that, you know. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you're going the way Nolan did, it makes sense to do what Nolan did. And again, you know, Nolan, the first, I prefer the first suit. Oh, absolutely, the, 100%. You yeah. know what I mean? And the first suit is a little bit more current booky and I, I get, I but get. So is the film. Team. So is the film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And I get he put a reason to change it, but I was kind of like, can you just kind of keep me in that suit? Because that suit looks so much better. But anyway, well, I get the, I get the cowl, <laughs> but why the, the 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 chest piece? Can I can I see that that's a bat? <laughs> yeah. But anyway. But, but yeah, the art was great. And one thing I want to mention before we move on to the, to the Superman, the scene where. The penny is the giant penny is falling off, yes, and Batman yeah. swoops in and uh, with the grappling hook. Yeah, I think he's gonna have that giant penny in the cave by the end of this. Yeah, movie. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam Ham, excellent job on the story. Yeah, Joe Canones, I hope I pronounced that right. You could draw Batman '89 for the rest of your life, and I'll, I mean, <laughs> I'll think it's the greatest thing ever. Um, so well done. Um, is it issue two? Is it time for issue two yet? Instead of when, are, are we there yet? Are, <laughs> is it issue two yet? <laughs> when are the dates for the issue twos of these books? I believe yeah. it's the, the mid mid September. So I think yeah. Uh, so the second issue. Yeah, say say the Superman one for after Superman, and we'll announce that after the Superman one. So. The second issue is going to come out the fourteenth. Oh, right, nice. Oh, that's two days for my birthday, so that'd be a nice that'd be birthday present. Birthday present for you, yeah. <laughs> uh, One last thing, actually, before we move on, so I know we want to move on to Superman. Um, do you think the whole thing's going to take place on Halloween, or do you think they're going to like move ahead in weeks? And That's a good question. Because I, I, I'm wondering thought. if it's just going to be one long night. you know, like Could be, could be, yeah, could be. Six issues, right? Yeah. Yeah. Could be. It'd work as well. I'd be interested, just interested to see I'm, what the... I'm uh, fine either way. Just keep telling the story because uh, I, I hope this is so successful that... And this yeah, goes, no, that, that, that'd be good. But at the same time, if this is all we get, at least... Oh, yeah, no, no. I'll be happy if this is it. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, be, I'll be lying and say, and say listen, if DC announces <laughs> tomorrow, like, when issue six releases, and they're like, okay, guys, the response to Batman 89 and Superman 78 was so good that we're going to make these ongoings. I will literally drop the rest of the Batman and Superman books I get and just collect this for the rest of eternity. I don't think... right. I've, I've got a theory that might not do another ongoing, but they might do like another... Another mini, issue. yeah. Because I almost think that would work better because like this is like Batman 3, Tim Burton's Batman 3. Then you do Tim Burton's Batman 4. Well, you, you could also do, do... Think about it. You could, do, you could do a comic that basically fills in the time period between you know, up until when he appears in the Flash. Yeah, theoretically, yeah. So, do you see? There's my idea. It's free. Go ahead. Run, run with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only thing I will do, I don't know what the sales have been like. Have you got any idea? Or... I have no information on that. No. We'll I'm, I'm, we'll sure pretty, I'm sure they're good because... Yeah. This would get the, the casuals. See, this, this kind of book would get, and the Superman one would get the casuals in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because the they're walking past the, the comic shop and they go, "Wait a minute, that's the Batman I watched." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And same oh, with Superman. Superman I grew up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so, speaking of Superman, 
as I was reading each of these books, I put on the respective soundtracks. So oh, that's just... cool. I should have done that, actually. I didn't think to do that. Uh, but, my oh, God, man. this book, holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. Sh- oh, just, man. Again, it was like, uh, like, again, I just came home after a long day of school, <laughs> and I'm sitting in front of the TV with chocolate chip cookies. And no, <laughs> that's what this book feels like. You know something as well. What I think is really interesting about this story is it's very, very similar to other stories we've read in terms of the villain and the. But I think this did it the best. Like just did this see this, and, and it just fits in this world. Like you, yeah. Because I've always wondered, and part of it being the movies when they came out, you're like, how can they do Brainiac? Yeah, yeah. You know, the Christopher Reeve era budgets, like, it would be impossible. But Yeah, yeah. And wasn't he... This is not a concern here, because comic book... (laughs) Yeah. Didn't he he use David Bowie as his, like, template for... That's what he said, yeah. He'd have been great as Brainiac. I just want to pull that out there. Oh, yeah. No, but it's it's like, the the concern that you have when you think, what would Brainiac look like in 1978? Yeah, yeah. You don't have that concern here, because you don't have a budget. Well, I mean... I'm sure the comic has a budget. They're not yeah, like, yeah. Here's forty but... million dollars to break this comic. <laughs> there, there's a budget, obviously, but you but know. This what I mean. is why I want these 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 Batman. I'd love it if they animated them as well. Oh like, yeah, hell yeah. Give me my uh, animation. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I know Christopher Reeve in with, in with us, but Brandon Ralph is uh, from a voice. Good God, yes, yes. And he's just signed on to do it. He's just he's doing an animated project at the minute. I can't remember what it is. Um, uh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and he did the Batman. So we know he's got he can do an audio. He's not. And he's coming back for freaking uh, some Flash five part cars. The guy loves this stuff. Put him. Yeah. If you, I, I guarantee you, if they called up Brian Ross and said, "Would you do the voice of the Superman seventy eight animated NFT?" He'd be like, oh, "Yeah, okay. Where's the where's the booth?" Well, and I think Keaton would do the Batman one because oh, literally, yeah. and we know it's Billy Dee Billy D did Two Face in one of the Lego movies. Yeah. So, you know, and it's easy working it. They go in have a sandwich or whatever. They can go but, in the pajamas. The beauty of these guys, the beauty of these guys like like Keaton and Ralph is, when they talk about their roles, they love them. Yeah, yeah. And and Ralph could be the guy. Imagine Ralph. Of all people, he could be like. I got shafted. Uh, like he, he did. He yeah, could he be did. the most yeah. miserable about the whole thing. Yeah. Because he only got one movie. He was promised a yeah. sequel. He didn't get it. Like, he has all the reason in the world to be miserable, but he loved it. Like, he thanks. He's so thankful for the opportunity. And he came back and and gave the most riveting performance I've ever seen. Let's face back. it. Cry. Crisis, right? There, there were two moments. His his scenes and the flash scene. That was yeah. I, I, those, like, I, they just, understand. The rest of it was a bit me. There's a video. Understand. There's a video, Stephen, where it does like a mashup of, um, you know, his clips when he's talking to. Remember when he's talking to Lois and and oh, yeah. Iris, whatever the hell her name is, um, <laughs> in the data plan. He's talking about the Joker. Somebody added flashbacks where it shows Perry White, uh, Lois Lane, his Lois, and, and, you know, shows, like, black and white flashback, and it shows Jason. And 
just with that dialogue with Brendan it's like, and then they put in the scene about why he wears, you know, why. Oh, that that, that was the favorite scene. And the guy ended oh, with the music, yeah. and I, I like every time I watch it, it's a minute and a half, and I start getting tears like a freaking idiot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's not here or there. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll be all day if we start talking about that. This book, this book opens with the, the uh, basically a recap of of Krypton exploding, but with a slight difference. Yeah, and that's what. I, so I'm listening, and as it's funny, I, I as I started reading, I pushed play. So, like, I'm hearing the Krypton shit in terms of musically, as I'm as I'm reading the Krypton. Yeah, scene. yeah. So, I'm like, all right, here we are. This is, uh, it's all coming back to me now. You know. <laughs> and then there was that one part where it's like I, I don't know who said it if it was Laura or I think Jarell. it was Jarell, yeah yeah and he's like well that's unexpected and there's this light and I'm like wait a minute that ain't that ain't because of the explosion yeah yeah so my question to you is has Brainiac bottled maybe not all of Krypton because you you do see an explosion. Yeah, well, he can't have done because the planet was quite big as all on it. And, but a portion but, of Krypton hasn't been bottled. And the second question is, are jor and Lara in a bottle? I was going to ask you the same question, right? So, <laughs> now, I think maybe, but at the same time, I'm almost like, would they do that? I just wonder where it's going to go because the, there's no coincidence they opened it with Krypton intentionally. Yeah. Right. You know, they didn't just do it for a nostalgia thing. They did it because it's part of the story. Right. So, and I was going to say to you, because is he seeing a city being bottled, or he's the city he's in being bottled? That's the question, isn't it? Yeah. Like, could it be like he's watching? I think Candor is being bottled, or is he being bottled? And is the twist that look, if Superman gets them out or tries to get them out? Mm. Their fate is ultimately going to revert back to what it was. So, like, they're dead. If you once you take them out of this, maybe. I guess that's the. the see, I think the. I, if I'm a betting man, I think they have, they have been bottled because otherwise, I don't think you'd have a minute as, right. as you did. So, I think they're having that. I think they want that moment where Superman can actually talk to his parents. Yeah, in yeah, a literal sense. Yeah. So that when when they have well, to say goodbye again, you know it's the yeah. Emotion. It doesn't don't they say something about him, his fate or something as well. Like yeah, is he gonna be okay? And then Joel yeah. So then you know my birthright when they yeah. I love that bit at the end of birthright when he gets oh I I, I I tear up whenever I read yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's something I think I would have kept in a film. I would have been like this needs to be used again. Um, but yeah, I I think that'll happen now. The question yeah. is, what happens to the bottle? Does the bottle end up in the fortress and they kind of live as mini Kryptonians in a thing? I don't know. Or is it, do, like you said, does, does he have to pull, does he have to choose between the human race and the, you know, and who yeah. knows? Let's all yeah. find out, aren't we? Um, but that was, so I found that very interesting in, in, yeah. the, uh, in that sense. Um, because I'm like, oh, that's an interesting wrinkle. Mm. Uh, uh, that I wasn't expecting. Uh, and then, um, 
then we shift to Metropolis and we see a couple of scenes that are just like they're ripped out of like the tone in terms of the writing and in terms of the art just fits this this universe that we're in perfectly the whole walk to work between Clark and Lois and she stops for hot dogs at what was it, 8 o'clock in the morning yeah which he's just you know that's from like the, the Donna movie yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a one trap mind and my one trap mind's telling me I'm hungry that one. <laughs> and the whole bit about Clark you know asking her you know do you think Perry thinks I'm a good reporter I really likes that yeah so it's kind of like part of it I think part of it is for sure to keep up the Clark Kent persona mm. but I think part of it Clark legitimately wants to know because he respects both Lois and Perry yeah. so much that yeah. he wants to know that, that they appreciate you know that yeah, is, definitely. I, I think he wants that appreciation as Clark Kent, the reporter, and not just as Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then the part about when he actually gets to the Daily Planet, we transition, and Perry's just like reaming him out, saying, you know. You got to be more proactive getting your stories. And, yeah, yeah. And he's like, look at Lois. And he's like, yeah, but, and then Clark's retort is, yeah, but she's often putting herself in harm's way. And it's a little bit, you know, and I can just read it like the dialogue. I can just hear Christopher Reeve's voice as I'm reading that bit of. Yeah. It, it reminded me of the scene in um, Superman 1 when he's Perry's talking to him, but then he hears Lex on the, you know, the, yeah. he's having a go at him. You need to get more like, and, it's literally like a very similar scene. I thought yeah, that's yeah. Really cool, that. yeah. And then it's like, I, I love the timing of, you know, a story's not going to just drop out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so perfect for that tone of film. And then, well. it does, you know, then the asteroid yeah. or the ship falls out of the sky. And it's like, well, I think that's our story. Or, or what do we say? <laughs> um, and we get the, the alleyway. Oh. And he's straight from Superman 2 in it. I was like, oh my god. He's running down there. Yeah, that's going to be... Um, You've got to have a share of it, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you just have to. And that's going to be one of the, like, my favourite pages from the whole... Oh, yeah. To whole... I think a lot of the, the panels, like, there's a bit where you see Superman flying... And look straight from like when he's flying through one of the rockets in Superman the movie. And yes, I think yeah. I reckon the artist probably was watching the films as he's drawing it, and he's kind of got that inspiration. I'm not saying he's kind of ripped it off, like, but I, I think it's kind of subconsciously, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh my god! But th- this this kind of sequence was done in the Superman Brainiac story arc. In fact, I think it first happened. In yeah. the Legion comic, and then I think he led, led into Brainiac, um, and then they did it in Superman Unbound. The same sort of thing, you know, where the the scout comes first, and I really yeah. like that. And I think this did it the best because I just really like the way they did the action and kind of like how he he thinks he's taken it out, and then he ant that kind of thing. And I thought oh, that was really cool. Yeah. I thought all oh, that I thought all oh, that were a bit short first. Then it's obviously a fake out in it. 
Yeah, it's one of the Brainiac uh, drones. Or, yeah, yeah. Which that was the look of Brainiac in like the seventies, I believe. Yeah. Which was after. So it's kind of like they did both versions of Brainiac as well. I really think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. nod to both to both. Of yeah. It. And even Superman's banter. As yeah. fighting <laughs> Brainiac, it, it's it's a good mix of because we know like John Burns Superman is very famous for. You know, that kind of banter with the villains, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. not the Spider-Man levels, but he does do that, right? Um, yeah, 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 definitely. But, that, 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 and that's kind of, you know, sorry to interrupt, but some people say, you know, Superman doesn't do that, but he does. He, like he yeah. said, not Spider-Man, though he's wisecracking, but yeah. he'll always have something funny to say. Like, I remember in Superman Unbound when he he goes, no calling home, and then smacks <laughs> the radio robot for our straight Superman. That's kind of thing he does. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then, but, but it also felt very true to what, something that Christopher Reeves yeah 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 definitely so they found that balance and then basically that was a test so that Brainiac could confirm that in fact Superman was Kryptonian yeah it was which is the same that's the same as the comic as well with the because in the comic when it finds out he's Kryptonian it shuts down yeah and I really like that because I thought, oh, they've kind of, I'm not saying he's written that off, but I almost feel like he's got that idea from that and he's kind of carried it over into this and it works really well. Yeah. Um, and then the end, you see the actual Brainiac, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, or a glimpse of him. So, yeah, I... Yeah, and he... Well, I can't remember what he says now. I'm trying to think what he says. Did you get a comic cover for this one then? Did you get a... Uh, I got the regular cover, which was right. this one here. Uh, uh, show it, I'll show it off here. This is the cover. And I like this Yeah, one. it's nice, that. Just because it has all the characters. Uh, yeah. The variant was nice with the crystal, though, wasn't it? The... It was nice, but I like this one because it's, yeah. just, it's such a dynamic cover that I just, I, I was like, all right. I think I'd have gone for a regular one. Though. I think I'd have done what you did, gone for the 89 variant and got that. Yeah. Yeah, I might do, I might do another variant. Uh, I, I might depending on, because I've seen what the variant for f- issues four of both books mm. looks like. So I, I'm I'm not gonna get those variants, but maybe for five and say I will get one one variant, one more variant of each for sure. Mm. Uh, I definitely I need to look at the other covers for the upcoming ones actually, because I've only I've seen one by accident. I was searching for something else and it came up. I think it was yeah. issue three or something. Yeah. Um, do you reckon we're going to get Lex in the next uh, issue? I think Lex does uh, figure in issue. Two. It's either issue two or three. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be interesting to see how that that. Yeah. Because you know what, he'll probably try and side with Brainiac for some reason, and you know. Yeah, I think I think that'll be very much like what we saw in Superman too. Yeah, I think so too. That yeah. kind of more yeah. along those lines. But um, but yeah. Anything else you want to add, or we can? We can... Um, just one of my favorite panels was when um, Superman actually got knocked by Brainiac and he crashed into the wall because it made me think of Superman Two when he crashed into the you know the Marlboro truck. Yeah. As well, I just oh, there's the art in this one, man. Oh. Yeah, it's it's great. Oh. Unbelievable stuff. And again, um, they all look like enough like their their yeah. film counterparts with minor tweaks so that nobody gets. Sued. Yeah. But like I say, with like you know, Bowie is the template for Brainiac. 
because I, I know what David Bowie sounds like. I, I, I heard Brainiac's voice as Bowie. So yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I liked that at the end of the one. Superman was like, what's a Brainiac? Yeah. Because he's like, what? You know, he didn't, just doesn't know what it is, does he? So I'm wondering if he's going to go back to the fortress maybe and... Oh, we're, we're definitely going to get some fortress action. Yeah. It makes me wonder who's going to be in the crystal. He's Bovaroy's father. Well, I could be Bovaroy. I, I like what well, he's going to do. Superman 2 kind of say up like there could be others because they had the Kryptonian doing the poem and stuff. Yeah, there's they? a mother crystal and a father crystal. Yeah, granddad crystal. <laughs> why? Yeah, I mean, why does he have the uncle crystal? Where, where's Zorel? I mean, <laughs> you know, a certain fans are going to be asking, where's Zorel's crystal? You know, <laughs> I think it was on like even Mad TV or Saturday Night Live. Uh, Hugh Jackman did a skit of Superman in the Fortress, and he had like a grandma crystal. And it was it was quite funny. And I yeah, thought, I saw that. It kind of took the mick of me and the way I kind of think, well, actually, just get, there are a lot of crystals there. Why yeah. could there not technically could be more people in those? Yeah, it could be a whole family crystals, tree. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, honestly, man. Um, in fact, I'd, I put on um, a tweet about this and I just put that, I read the first issue and I put that, that crying gift from that guy from the office and this is thank you. And I tagged the, uh, the writer and the um, artist in and I so forget which way around it is. The writer is... Uh... Robert Venditti. Yeah, he 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 said he's uh, great. He, he's... he replied. Yeah, the other guy liked, but and uh, Wilfredo. Uh, he's the artist. Yeah, Wilfredo yeah. Torres. Yeah. Um, I I I'd have to find the tweet. Um, but yeah, he he the other guy replied. The the writer. Yeah, he's he's done some good work for DC. He he took over uh, Green Lantern after Jeff Johns uh, left the title, which is no easy task. Yeah. And he did a great job on that book. And then he did Hawkman. Oh, for, really? I think 20 Yeah, he just gave me a thumbs up. He gave me a thumbs up. Because I, and that was very sincere because I almost was in tears reading it because I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I can't believe that he's captured like that spirit. And again, oh, yeah, I need it animated, yeah. dude. <laughs> it was great. The art was fantastic. So, uh, with all that uh, said, um, story, what would you give? I'm gonna go for a five again, man. I just I, I know there wasn't technically much story, but what we got was so I, there wasn't anything I just like the Bat Simmons the Batman one. There wasn't anything I disliked, and I couldn't wait to pick up the next one. And I'm like, I wish I had the whole thing to read now. Like, and you know me, I'm not I'm not like you with comics. I, I, I do get excited about certain stories, but I'm not like I don't get mega excited. But these two particular books have just got me like. Yeah. Uh, no, I I'm gonna give oh, this one God. a five too. All right. Okay. I I just think it gave us a little more in terms of Brainiac. Mm. That was really well done, I thought as well. Like that was the, that was the, really the, the amount of Brainiac detail they gave us was the tipping point between a four and a half and a five. So yeah, um, they, they they really did well in that in that regard. And the art, my God, it's a five. It's oh, just, yeah. Yeah, it's five. Just, oh. Two amazing books, man. I just... and, you know, I was, you, I, I, you know, I read comics regularly, but I haven't been this excited for two comics in years. And they, yeah. definitely, <laughs> li- and they definitely lived up uh, to, the, to the anticipation, to the hype. Yeah, it's funny because I'm more of a graphic novel collector and the, the last time I got really excited was when I, I pre-ordered the um, Secret Origin and Earth One. 
books and they were both coming like they came like within a week of each other and I was really excited to read them both and it was actually because obviously they were building up to Man of Steel and stuff as well yeah. and yeah. I knew there were going to be some you know a little bit uh, a lot from both of them actually you can think about it it's true yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I remember it's funny because I didn't like both of them the first time I read it and it took a couple of reads and I absolutely loved that that trilogy I think it's uh, fantastic um, yeah absolutely yeah but Secret and like Secret Origin is my favourite uh, version of the origin, like, ever. Um, so, this as well, because this that's kind of in the same vein as this in some ways, but yeah. it, it changes it. This Because this is a sequel to the movie that is my favourite superhero movie of all time. Yeah. I'm just like... Yeah. I, I, like I said, I haven't been this excited oh. for, for two comics in years, and they both delivered, and I can't wait for the next issues of both. Yeah, and yeah, again, uh, we'll do a... And then we'll be back again with uh, with more reviews uh, as the, as each as both once we have both issues, both of issue twos. Yeah. Then we'll be back and we'll review uh, the next installments. But if you want to talk about uh, to us about these books in the meantime, you can on social media. So Stephen, where do they find you? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at SteveBobnet84. If you're going to come at me and mind about nostalgia, you can get lost. If you're going to come at me and tell me you want to talk about these books, go and talk to me. Um, and then Adam, because I was near the beginning, you know, this is a different show because he's got like 50,000 shows. Um, you can find out about those on Twitter at MMNPDC. And if you want to follow me, it's at Adam underscore Lee's fan on Twitter. We have the Facebook group, which is listed in the description below. Click it. I will add you and we can continue the conversation about Batman 89 and Superman 78 there. But until next time, remember that Batman 89 and Superman 78 are forever. From the first time somebody complains about nostalgia to the last. So long, everybody. So long. <laughs>